Divorce with a Twist, where we smash the stigma of divorce and focus on how to move forward and live your best life. I'm your host, life coach and divorce attorney, Shandy Arwaylis, and this is episode 13, How Labeling Your Ex a Narcissist is Keeping You Stuck and What to Do Instead. Okay, so in my divorce practice and coaching, there is not a day that goes by that I do not hear the word narcissist. Narcissist is a buzzword, a hot trend, and online there's no shortage of articles, opinions, and quizzes that you can Google, right? How to know if you're dealing with one, how to end a relationship with one, how to co-parent, how to communicate with one, how to seek revenge on a narcissist, and even how to win back my narcissist ex. Everyone is a narcissist these days. Or are they? And does it even matter? All selfish and shitty behavior does not equal narcissism. So what gives? What is a narcissist anyway? Narcissistic Personality Disorder, NPD, is one of 10 personality disorders, and guess what? It's rare. Experts estimate that only up to 5% of people have NPD. There are fewer than 200,000 cases diagnosed each year. Now, there's a popular argument that NPD is underdiagnosed because those types of people do not seek treatment, But for our purposes and for you to heal and move forward after your breakup, it doesn't even matter if your ex is a narcissist or not. And we'll get into why. So today we're going to talk about why so many people are doing it, why it's not a good idea, and what to do instead. Now, I want to be clear that an enormous part of my work is helping people who've been broken by bad relationships. I work with men and women who've survived and have been changed by abusive and damaging relationships. I treat heartache and loss, and I take that exceptionally seriously. So I'm not trying to underestimate the emotional pain suffered by anyone who's been treated badly in a relationship. It's vital for anyone who's been the victim of an abusive or a manipulative relationship to take the time and space to heal properly before even thinking about getting involved again. And I'm not suggesting there's no such thing as narcissism either. Narcissistic personality disorder does exist. It's difficult to treat and dealing with it is very toxic and damaging. If you're in an abusive relationship or you're currently undergoing any abuse, narcissistic or otherwise, I encourage you to seek help. So let's talk about why do so many people find labeling their ex a narcissist helpful? Reading and learning about textbook narcissism can help explain certain behaviors we witness from our ex when we're going through a breakup. And these behaviors may resemble some traits from narcissistic personality disorder, whether it rises to that disorder or not. Things like becoming self-centered and self-absorbed. We may feel that from our ex when we're breaking up, right? Manipulative, not respecting your boundaries, obsessed with power and control. People struggle with that, especially on the divorce side. It's all about power and control. Um, being obsessed with their image, being entitled or arrogant, egotistical, being a chameleon, changing personas, right? At the, at, in a, a breakup or a divorce, 
Our ex becomes someone we don't know anymore. And it's a scary, you know, arena to be in. And so under narcissistic personality disorder, changing personas, we're like, ah, yes, that describes my ex. My ex is a narcissist. But guess what? Your ex may think this list describes you too. We all have narcissistic tendencies. So labeling this behavior helps us understand and cope better with certain patterns during a breakup, even when we're not technically dealing with a narcissist. And to that extent, labeling, Googling, and reaching is understandably tempting, but it may not be in your best interest. Why not? So labeling your ex a narcissist creates a villain and thus makes you a victim. And if you stay the victim, you will feel helpless and lack of control over your situation, which will result in you feeling stuck. So slapping a label on your ex does nothing to facilitate any kind of meaningful growth or healing. Now, I know it's meant to make yourself feel better, a label, a reason, but it also gives you this narrative to continue to play the victim. And if you stay there too long, Googling articles and reading about narcissists, trying to figure out the how and the why, you can almost guarantee that you're going to stay stuck in the rage and the grief that you felt at the end of the relationship. And if you are stuck, you do things that you would not normally otherwise do if you were healed and moving forward, right? Like stalking your ex's social media, obsessing about who he or she is dating, comparing, looking for all the ways they're doing it better with someone else. This takes a hit on your self-esteem. And what's worse, you'll end up beating yourself up for doing these things, wondering what is wrong with you and sit in judgment of yourself. And then the self-judgment will lead to self-loathing loathing, and the toxic cycle will continue. Also, labeling your ex as a narcissist casts easy blame and this deflects from our own accountability. Now, this one is huge. Being accountable at the end of a relationship is often the hardest advice to receive. But... When we consider our role and are self-accountable, it propels us forward, unlike vilifying your ex and placing blame, which will keep you stuck. When you squarely place 100% of the blame on your ex, because he or she is a narcissist, of course, that explains it, then you don't have to examine your role. And if you never examine your role at the end of your relationship, then you are likely going to carry whatever issues you had into your next relationship and the next until you finally do look inward. And if you've never, if you've heard the saying, what you don't heal repeats itself, right? What you don't heal repeats itself. And so to heal, we need to do the hard work and ask ourselves, what can we do better? Ask the hard questions and dig deep enough to find honest answers. This is painful work, but this is where the work is. It requires self-awareness, accountability, emotional processing, and vulnerability. So if we want to keep from carrying our same behavior forward and go into healthier relationships, we need to look inward and casting soul blame on our ex is not going to get us there. 
So what can we do instead? Now I have five ways that you can empower yourself so you can move on and stop giving this other person power over your life, your emotions, and your thoughts. So what are those five ways? The first way to empower yourself so you can move on and stop giving that other person power over you is know that your feelings are valid. Whether your ex is truly a narcissist or not doesn't matter going forward. You want to get in touch with your feelings so you can heal. You can feel hurt, wronged, angry, jealous, mad, lost, sad, without making your ex the scapegoat. Processing our emotions is the backbone to healing, and whether your ex is a narcissist or not is simply irrelevant. The second way to power yourself is know what is in your control and what is not. Control is power. And when you have a playbook for your ex, how they should behave, disbelief in what they say and do, you lose your power because ultimately you have no control. You cannot control how your ex behaves, what your ex says, what other people think, the outcome, how other people react or the past. And that is okay. This is life. And if you stop fighting for this control, you will experience a major difference in how you feel. Focus on what you can control. And the things you can control are your thoughts, your reactions, what you eat, what you drink, what you wear, what you do, and how you show up. Now, notice in every one of these, the focus is on you. Bring the focus back to you. That is what we want you to do. Now, you may be thinking, what does what I eat and drink have to do with anything? But that brings us to the third way to empower yourself, and that is to address the areas in your life that you have control over that you may feel are out of control. Sometimes after a breakup, we do things to avoid the pain. We don't want to face our feelings, so we eat, we overeat, we overdrink, we shop, we indulge in pleasure. We veg out, we Netflix, we avoid life. So ultimately, those behaviors, the things that you are feeling that are almost automatic and you may feel are against your will, like I can't help myself, I just can't stop eating, you will begin to erode yourself, your sense of self. You'll feel weak, vulnerable. You'll stop believing in yourself and your abilities. You'll lose hope for your future. So remember the things that you can control and address them. Now, the fourth way to empower yourself is to create boundaries and stick to them. With or without children, boundaries with your ex are important. You get to decide how you will communicate, how you will respond, how you will command your physical space. Now remember, boundaries are not a disguised way for you to control your ex. Your ex can still behave however they want. Boundaries are to be put in place to take care and protect ourselves. And it's important that we enforce the boundaries that we choose are important. Now the fifth way to empower yourself is to be introspective. Now we talked about that a little bit earlier with the accountability. 
but ask yourself the questions that will actually help you move forward. Instead of asking whether your ex is a narcissist or not, ask empowering questions. Why did I choose them? What attracted me? What did I ignore? What did I not see? What was I looking for? And ultimately, why? This is the work that will take you to the next level and improve your relationship with yourself and then ultimately your future relationships. That's what I have for you today. I hope this was useful to you. If you want to take this work deeper, check us out at newdirectionafterdivorce.com. Schedule a call. We'd love to have you on board.